After dinner that night, six men sat themselves in rockers, and we began. I was nervous, as I knew our curriculum would be edgy for them. Bill and I opened by sharing how we came to this work, and why it was limited to only white men. In the midst of my talk, suddenly, the lights went out. We found ourselves sitting in pitch darkness. I prayed it was a brief blackout. Someone snickered. You planned this, right? We laughed nervously. A soft light gradually entered the room as a waitress emerged holding a lighted candle in one hand and let us know it would be at least an hour before power was restored. It was the perfect metaphor for the process we were about to launch. We were entering the unknown, a place where all these men were in the dark. In the candlelight, I said, This might seem odd but I want you all to grab another guy and go for a walk outside for 15 minutes while we wait for the power. I want you to talk about what your hopes are for the week and what you might be worried about. A small moan went up from the group. One more thing, I said. I want you to share stories of what you told people before coming here. Did you tell them you were coming to a white men's caucus? What exactly did you say? After 15 minutes, We all regrouped inside the restaurant, where there was some illumination from the fading daylight. We ended up huddling around some candles. Well, this is probably your worst nightmare, Bill said. You're probably wondering if we are going to sing Kumbaya. Chuckles filled the room. I relaxed a few degrees. So tell me, what was your experience when you told others you were coming here? I asked. The men pondered briefly. Joe? a tall, fit, analytic sort who had expressed his skepticism from the second he arrived, shared that his wife rolled her eyes and said, They're spending money on that? Al, a short, balding man who was heartfelt and sincere, owned up that his wife had said, I'm glad you're going. You need this. The other men laughed. Joe continued, The people of color I work with were initially confused, but then got excited once they really got what it was about. I was afraid to tell them for fear they would think I was going to a Klan rally. Frank was a real alpha male executive. He had white hair and a square face, and he looked and acted like a general. He was now sitting upright in his chair. I have to confess, on my flight here I turned the light off on my tray table while I was reading the caucus material. I didn't want anyone to see the words, white men as full diversity partners. A big laugh erupted before Frank continued his story. It didn't matter, though. The flight attendant saw what I was reading and asked, Are you part of an extremist group? The room roared. Bill held up his hands, indicating he had something to say. Which two words out of those six words do you think she noticed? He asked. White men, someone blurted out. I chuckled. Even after doing this work for twenty years, I sometimes hesitated to have the words white men front and center on my laptop or a paper document for fear of being misunderstood. Occasionally, when Bill and I presented at companies, we found the words white men had been removed from the title of our session. When I asked why the name of the session had been changed, we were usually told, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I reassured the group, your own discomfort is a good indication that you need to talk about it. The men nodded and leaned forward in their seats. They seemed more curious. I sensed a bit of frustration, but the work continued. It would be another hour and a half before the power came on.
Lee, a quiet introvert with thick glasses, finally spoke. I thought I did something wrong to get sent here, he said. You're not alone, Bill said. Bill began to explain. At one of our conferences, there was a group of guys in the back row with their arms crossed and their eyes gazing down. They worked for a large equipment company. I went back and asked them why they were in the back row. Their answer was immediate. When this gets ugly, we want to be near the exit. Bill continued. Notice they didn't say if it got ugly, rather when it got ugly. There is an inevitable feeling that nothing good can come of this. White men believe they're about to be blamed for something. We feel like the human piñatas of diversity. The men laughed in agreement. Joe spoke up again. The other thing that's confusing to me is what can I learn about diversity from a bunch of white men? Don't we need some people of color to learn from?